Happy hump day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. Joining me, as always, from Minnesota, Mr. Andy Molitor. How's it going, Andy? How are you this morning? You know, I had a glass of uh, grapefruit juice for the first time in quite some time this morning. Uh, How's the last time you had grapefruit juice? Um, the, the last 900 times I've had grapefruit juice have been in a Greyhound. Or a salty dog, which is a greyhound with salt on the rim, for sure. I'm not sure I've ever. Well, oh, I, I shouldn't say that. Either that or a Paloma. I've for sure had it in a Ooh. lot of Palomas, but Palomas are great use of grapefruit juice. Grapefruit juice is a solid mixer. I should just buy some grapefruits. I enjoy that as a, a nice breakfast yeah, treat. Yeah. Go to the store, get some juice, make some Palomas here. But uh, enough Stuffed of that. I guess we're here to talk about sports. Sports, sports, sports. Um, Have you recovered? You back on time in the Minnesota time zone? Yeah, I just accidentally slept in, which is also fine because I really didn't have anything to do this morning except get ready for this show, talk with you a little, get ready for the week. It's been fun. There was basketball in last night. We had some upsets. Everyone makes a big deal out of that. It's like, oh my God, there was a massive upset. And in the in the college, well, there was a hundred and fucking twenty games. Like there was going to be one. That's just how that works. Somebody's gonna upset somebody. And I mean there's a couple decent sized ones. Um, still working on getting my uh, college numbers all sussed out. Hopefully, I'll make some bets next week. I think this year, this has been my my goal in life. This year is to bet a few more totals. I know they're a little smaller for the limits, especially when you get into derivatives like first half totals or even just betting small market totals. Like you're not able to get a lot down on those, but I still like to. I still want to attack those. I think there's a definitely a soft market there. Um, speaking of how did I? This is always a trap when I don't actually go check. How did tennis go yesterday? Uh, tennis was okay yesterday. I'm going to be honest. I can't remember what I bet now that I think about it. This is actually pretty under, bad. Let me pull it up. to win like 2-0. Oh, that's right. I did. I tried to wipe that out of my mind. Uh, she wins the first set, is up a break in the second set, um, actually got a chance, was going to lose the second set, broke to get back into the second set, and then got broken to give it back. She did lose the match. It, it did. That's that's why I try to forget about this because it was one of those things. You know, it's like when I call the first touchdown score and tell everyone not to bet it. I was like, you know, Kudamatova might lose the first set here, and they've been, you know, the better player should come through. So I should add some Kalanina 2-0 and then some Kudamatova 2-1 would have cashed the Polish middle. You know, that's why. Much that's what you know. If you don't trade out of that, I don't. I can't help you. Look, that's kind of chest. That's true. I might not be able to afford the grapefruit juice. And the grapefruit juice is off the menu. But, um, <laughs> so I guess Lens is still going on, but we have something better coming up in the WTA. Yeah, that's, you know, you look Virginia at Lens and it's WTA just. WTA finals are happening. They are. They are. Lens, there's a couple matches in Lens. Thought about maybe um, Christian. Thought about maybe trying to do something with Paolini there as underdogs. You know, it's always tough to lay a lot of juice, especially with the way Halep's been playing. And again, Kudamatova looked better in her last two sets there, but still a little clunky and just a little too much juice on her there. But we do have, it's kind of, it's the last real big event for the year. It's kind of sneaky fun, Andy. I don't know how you think about, feel about this in general, but, you know, similar to in golf, when you kind of have some, um, you know, head-to-head events where it's kind of match play, which is fun. This tournament's a round robin. 
Um, when they get yeah. to the end of the year, the WTA you know, generally has two events. Um, they've chopped it down to one, given some of the scheduling issues. Again, this is usually part of the Asian swing. There hasn't been any tennis in China for um, very obvious reasons in a couple of years, and hopefully we can get back there next year. But what they do is they break everybody into two groups. Um, each group goes through, you know, groups of four. You play everybody once, and then you've got some semifinals. If you want to read a full breakdown of it, uh, wrote a preview. You can find that on tw- on my Twitter at underscore noops. Um, did a nice breakdown of everything. Offered a bunch of data for everybody. But what I like about it, Andy, is you get a chance to see everybody a couple times this week. Now. You know, a couple people might bail, and that happens from time to time. This is a tough tournament. Guadalajara is one of the few WT events played at altitude. This is about 5,000 feet up in the air. Um, Cormayor is another event. That's only about 4,000. And they have Bogota at 8,600 feet. But nothing else really besides Madrid is, is you know, even above 2,000 feet. So we don't have a lot of data here to see how these women do. It is the end of the season. So we're generally trying to look for fit players, but it's kind of fun. Again, we've got the round robin going, which I always like. It gets my juices flowing, Andy. What do you think of round robin in tennis? I don't understand how this all works. Every one of these tournaments, I have to sit down and figure <laughs> out. Because tennis should be just played like in a bracket format. And then you have the, the next-gen finals and the ATP finals. And then you have this. So, like, I, I'm fine with it. Like, as long as you're here to explain it to me that this is round robin, I get it. And it probably is, I suppose, round robin, since it's not single elimination, little less favorable for underdogs, especially in the outright market. Like, the the attrition of a better player getting to have multiple chances to advance is uh, probably leading us closer to some of the some of the better players in this one. Yeah, so again, you've got groups of four. Everybody plays each other three times. The tiebreakers are where it gets a little bit clunky, but if you win all three of your matches, you win your group. If you go two and one, you're pretty much guaranteed a top two spot in the group. There's some tiebreakers based on games and things like that, and someone can leave the tournament and have somebody come in, and they kind of assume their wins. It can get a little bit messy, but in general, everybody plays everybody three times. The top two players from each group go to the semifinals, so there is a chance for some of these better players who may not be in the best form lately or may need kind of a match to get into some form to have a match and then still have a chance to come in. So as I start to look at it, the odds here from an outright perspective, again, just... They're really hard, tough here. I mean, the, the favorite is four to one. The biggest underdog is eight to one. And in an event like this, you know, I'm used to seeing some ten to ones, things like that. You know, at the end of the season, one of the nice things about handicapping tennis outrights, and part of the reason that you find so much value is you have a couple of big names in these events that aren't necessarily in great form that soak up a lot of value. Simona Halep has been that kind of player all year. Bianca Andreescu has been that kind of player all year. Osaka was that kind of player for a few events. But you have a pretty clean field here for the most part. It should be very competitive. And the name that sticks out to me is Iga Schwantek, um, Schwantek. Sorry, I'll try my best. I know uh, my buddy Zane is in there and he's going to correct me because I probably got this wrong. But, you know, I start to look at this. She's the second, third most talented player in this field. You've got Arena Sabalenka. You've got her. Annette Contivate has just been an absolute tear. She's only lost one set in her last 10 matches, Andy, which has to be some sort of a record. But, you know, I again, looks to me like the second, third most talented player here, probably second most. You have some questions around Sabalenka, you know, given her health, given – the travel spot having to come from Moscow all the way to Guadalajara. 
I'm happy to take her here at six to one. She's fourth, fifth favorite to win the tournament. She's also plus 250 to win this group, which would make her the third favorite to win this group. I have her pretty close to the favorite to win this group. I was happy to take that at plus 250, you see down there. And then to win the tournament again at six to one, I have this closer to three and a half to one, almost down to three, given what I've heard about the courts and how well she might play there with her game. Take some time, look around. You know, the Schwitek six to one to win the finals. That should be just about everywhere except FanDuel because they're um, lazy bums. They don't have the juice to try to get down on this kind of stuff, and don't even have the tournament listed. Any, there's not even single matches at FanDuel. What a bunch of nerds! Get get it together over there, <laughs> whoever your odds provider is, which is probably from Europe, where the tennis is huge. I don't understand that at all. Um, all right. Well, I'm in on this. I'll find these for sure, especially offshore. Like, we'll have some single matches. Over. They have a, uh, two matches this afternoon. Basically, there's two matches a day. Just nothing that really stuck out to me. If you did want some action, Barbara Krejcikova is inching out to plus 200. She hasn't gotten there yet, but if she gets to plus 200, I'm going to have at least a small wager on her at that number. That's that's just too much for someone Barbara. who's arguably the be- one of the five best players on tour at this point. Barbora. Barbora. There's a weird O in it. Betfair shaking my head. All right, I'm down. I'll place those. I like a good future on a weird tournament. Speaking of futures, this isn't futures at all. This is teasers. NFL teaser legs. I can blame. I haven't had a ton of. It's been so long. You know, I've placed some small ones just here and there, but we we had those two weeks in a row early in the season where there was like 17 possible legs. Yeah, what's with this? Why do they all happen at once? Can we spread I these out a little bit? It, it comes it comes in bunches. I mean, it's just random based on where the market takes these things, but I have not put my teaser legs in yet. I'd love to hear what your guys' favorite teasers are. You can put them in the live comments here or underneath the underneath uh, the actual video on the YouTube comments as well, but the legs that are available this week are plentiful. Tina Turner asks, beautiful legs. Ravens <laughs> minus seven right off the bat. Seven and a half. She, I mean, she was in the ZZ Top video. Um, Ravens minus seven and a half on Thursday night. Give you a nice easy one on the road. Some of these totals are a little higher than people like. So, you know, pick and choose. But yeah, the a couple of Colts and Cardinals in the ten and a half range. You're not getting down past the seven and the three. Getting through the ten and the seven down to six and a half is certainly the you know and obviously bet these at a has that math moved a little bit by the way I know you've talked about that a little bit more and you seem to be more willing than past years to kind of take a nine and go down or take a ten and go down so has the math moved just a touch on that it it has ten with the higher scoring games ten is becoming more modal which uh, is to say it is becoming more valuable so and some of these you know definitely look and. It's one of those things where the the math and the true thing is like, oh, you got to go through the ten and through the six. But like, if the market don't don't overthink this and don't put yourself in a box. If the market is ten and a half everywhere and you have the place to bet teasers and it has better juice, like you're getting the minus one ten on a six pointer, and they're hanging minus ten, like, oh, I'm not going through the ten then. Like, don't, don't let that creep into your head. You're getting a free half point. You're getting a six and a half point teaser for six because the market for the most part is at 10 and a half. So don't, don't get too, you know, yeah, don't, don't get too uh, in your head over these, especially if you, if you find a better number at the proper juice on this. So Raven, just, I mean, there's 10 of them listed on the screen for the podcast listeners. I'll rattle these. Is there off. a place that'll take all 10? 
you think of a place that'll let me do a 10 team teaser uh i mean that that's buried the, the place that would have taken that is buried somewhere in an unmarked grave in costa rica right now because i have done 25 like teasers i'm not gonna lie i was hoping tony's wife would, would stick around and have the juice to keep that thing going but i guess maybe not. maybe this Canada, is but, um so yeah colts colts and cardinals minus 10 and a half Steelers and Cowboys are in that minus eight and a half range. You're seeing other places that have them nine, nine and a half. You know, look for these number Ravens, like I've just mentioned, seven and a half, and then a grip of little underdogs, Browns, Vikings, Saints, Eagles, and Raiders, all in the plus one and a half to plus two and a half, where you can tease through the three and the seven, especially somebody mentioned the Vikings. Vikings might be my favorite one, even though I'm on the over in that game and yeah. I'm expecting a lot of points. The Vikings are always close late. And the the Raven or excuse me, the Chargers are pretty susceptible to what they do right. Even if Dalvin Cook is in jail by this Sunday, I think Madison is fine to rip through that horrible or excuse me, rush defense and get there. So yep, 10, 10 team teaser, throw it in there, get weird with it. And uh like uh, tonight to tonight on the deep dive i'll talk about which ones i like the most obviously like i said put them put them in the chat if you got it are we nervous about the steelers and the lions could the lions yeah, like is that is could that just be a weird steeler spot there that was weird although as i was looking at the oh list that was the, the one that i wanted to cross up. off all right it's arizona i wanted to cross off and that one i wanted to cross off so maybe i'll get down to an eight eight team tease steelers steelers are one of the earlier ones to cross off i think if you wanted to avoid that this feels like such a good spot for the lions you don't get to say that often it's, they're not getting odell though it feels weird to drink i'm sorry so it feels weird to uh like the lions that much it's you know like when drink they have a weird honolulu. tasting juice yeah drink the honolulu blue mm-hmm. um i bet uh you didn't give out the play but i did bet the bucks last night after i talked myself into it on the air so I'm just kind of slowly crushing the NBA. I've made like nine, <laughs> nine bets all season. But uh, it, it's fun. That's it's good. fun. It's fun to be a winner, and not even watch it's the about game. quality, not quantity. You, you've got quantity tonight. You got a couple tonight. Uh, we've got a well, better slate tonight. I thought I would get more juice out of the squeeze. Honestly, Andy, it's like a 13 game slate or something crazy like that. And yeah. I, I was close to having some more bets here, but I only got down to three. We did cash our bucks first quarter yesterday. I'm sorry, Sixers first quarter yesterday, which was pretty good. Then you had Bucks full game. It was nice to flip around that. Again, three bets here tonight. We'll start with the um, Oklahoma City Thunder. The Pelicans are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm sorry, four-point favorites. Now, it was four-and-a-half earlier. There probably is a four-and-a-half still around somewhere. But any number of, of them being favored, it looks like uh, Brandon Ingham's probably going to miss tonight. Um, Herbert, who's been a really nice piece for them, continues to be out. No Zion Williamson as he continues to try to kind of get his weight down and get his body under control. And he didn't make weight. It's like the, MMA fit. <laughs> it's not great. I hope Zion's okay. You know, maybe New Orleans is the best place for him to go. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just they should take him and send him to. Well, I guess food's still good. I don't know where somewhere, can we send him? Somewhere that doesn't not have New Orleans. Yeah, somewhere with half beignets and fried chicken everywhere and oh, all those sandwiches. Now I want a muffaletta. Anyway, let's keep let's keep rolling here. Uh, try to get back on track again. The Thunder here to me, I have this game pretty close to a pick 'em. You know, I guess I would have the Pelicans a short favorite just simply because you know they are kind of at home at court advantage here. It's just been a really tough season for them with a thin roster, all of their best players out. You know, Jonas Valanciunas. I'm sorry. Um, Jonas Valanciunas is doing a really nice job keeping things afloat here. Um, 
but I really like the Thunder here. This is a great spot for a team that has been pretty solid this year and has done much better closing games than they did last year. That's again, it's early in the season, so maybe they haven't fired up the tank and you know started uh, relaxing and sipping the juice, if you will. But they might eventually, and I just it's just a great spot. It's just so hard for me to get this number to four, even four and a half. So let's grab Thunder here plus four. Um, also, another number that kind of stuck out to me is a little odd, and I'm always a little concerned when it's. I can't quite get to the number that's you know kind of at the market, Andy. At the end of the day, it's fairly efficient, so I should be able to try to. But Pacers minus three. Nikola Jokic is going to be out tonight because he was suspended uh, for pushing and, and kind of, you know, doing what, honestly, I think a lot of people can kind of identify as someone that has seen the Morris brothers play a lot of basketball, as someone that um, has played basketball on some of the courts that they played at growing up. Again, not quite nearly as good as them. They're tough guys. They play dirty basketball. They are not above shoving people, pushing people around when they're not supposed to. So I don't mind what Jokic did. I kind of like it. I mean, you got to protect your guys on some level, and you just can't have that kind of horse shit out there. So good for him, but good for us. We get to lay only three points with the Pacers tonight. No Jokic. Continues to be no Jamal Murray. Michael Porter Jr. is going to be out tonight. It's Aaron Gordon and um, Bones Highland, hopefully. A lot of him for our sake of our Rookie of the Year bet. But I don't know. Pacers minus three. This seems like a gift to me. I have this at like seven, almost eight. I can't get this down less than four or five here. So Pacers minus three looks pretty good here. And uh, Bucks first quarter. We'll go back here. Yes, it's a three and four, a back to back, kind of a tough schedule spot for the Bucks. But I find in a lot of these first quarters, you don't really see the effects of that until kind of the second half or later in the game. You know, the legs still are fresh to start the game here, and you do get some of the better players. It looks like Drew Holiday will play tonight. Again, I think the Knicks probably win this game and maybe be the right side overall. But, you know, wait till the end of this first quarter. I think the Bucs, um, I have them slightly favored here. So plus one, there's even a plus one and a half out there. It looks pretty good to me. Go ahead and play the money line if you'd like. But I don't mind taking the spread here. The plus one, one and a half, oddly enough, matters in such a short span here. So Thunder plus four, Pacers minus three. And Bucks plus one. Well, I'll be sipping on my grapefruit juice, Palomas. Paloma, yeah, it's not quite Paloma. It's too cold up here for that. Hot chocolate season. Turn the heat up. You got a heater? Come on now. I know it's a nice fire warm thing. fire with a Paloma. Put put a sweater no. on. Um, <laughs> real quick, we'll close it up with some golf at the Houston Open. It has a much longer name than this, but I'm not going to give those sponsors free advertising. We'll just call it the Houston Open with their badass logo. God, I love this logo. Uh, A couple of head-to-heads I played. A couple of little dogs here. And this is the... uh, So Taylor Taylor Pendrith versus Stuart Sink is the ultimate in... I don't really have a sample size yet versus the biggest sample size possible because Dewey Sink has been around for a while. If you remember back over the summer, I played him top Georgia Tech golfer. Had no idea he played at Georgia Tech because it was in the early 90s. He graduated in like 93 or something. But uh, Stewie Sink, I think I know who Stewie Sink is at this point. Pendrith has been good-ish, had a couple decent results, obviously played really well at Bermuda, top five there. You're not getting a ton of data from these uh, out, outlying, you know, uh, non-U.S. events, even though they are, you know, the tour. When you have them in Bermuda and Mexico, you're not getting as much data. He played horribly in Mexico, and really, just I, I don't believe Taylor Pendrith is probably a good putter at all. Like, uh, I think that's going to come back, uh, come back to 
a little bit of uh, regression there. And I have Stuart Sink a little bit favored here. The other one is Jason Day. Camp. Speaking of guys who used to be amazing putters, Jason hey. Day. Yeah, Cameron Davis over Jason Day. I like this one too. I have this one a little closer to a pick em. And just looking at these numbers as well, I, I got it. Well, what was it that I hated about Day right now? I think just basically everything. everything. I think he just, he's, he's not the last bad. time he played a good ground of golf. Like it's. Eh, yeah. I mean, he it, used to be competing for tournaments, possibly winning them, but now it's like. Yeah. No he's more. like, yeah, Jason Day is just okay. He had a couple of nice finishes over the summer at the Travelers and the Rocket. It hasn't been great of late. I like uh, Cam Davis's previous numbers here. I did forget to mention, too, about Taylor Bendrith. Again, smaller sample size, but kind of a horrible second shot guy. We're going to kind of need that here because this is a scoring course. You're going to have to go low here. So Stewie Sink going to be a little shorter off the tee, but uh, Pendrith, if he doesn't get that second shot figured out, might not have the success he did at the lower level. So Cam Davis over Jason Day, plus 102, and Stewie Sink over Taylor. Penrith, not even sure if I'm saying the guy's name right because he's newer. Plus one thirteen, you can get some nice dog prices. Don't even have to lay any juice. Love a plus money. Yeah, just just nice flat. Juice uh, free is great. Juice juice free. Um, closer out again. I'm still not a thousand percent unsure how this works. I should talk to somebody over there at WinBet just to make sure I'm saying the right things. I literally think you can just bet anything for a dollar, and it if it wins, it win a hundred. I think you could bet, like, you know, who's the biggest favorite on the board in the NBA tonight? Golden State? Yeah, let's, let's see. If I had to pick one NBA team to definitely win. Oh, it would be. Oh, the Nets are in a weird rest spot. The Nets That's might what I had. Yeah, it's, Golden State's not in a great rest spot. And the yeah, don't do have. it tonight. Don't do it tonight. You know what? Find a college basketball game. I'm pretty sure you can just take, like, Seriously, uh, any any money line like a minus ten thousand money line, bet a dollar on it, and you win a hundred. So it's like free money. So I, I will. By the time I come back tomorrow, I will know exactly what I'm talking about with this. But for sure, any new users do get this bet one dollar, win one hundred. Links are in our pin tweet. I think I'm gonna make sure that's one hundred percent correct too. I'm not you know what a, you could do. What's that? You could bet a dollar on the Nets to win to win a hundred bucks, and then put a hundred bucks on the Magic plus nine, and you got a pretty sweet middle. I like that. Yeah, take advantage of promos. Make sure you're doing it up like that. Get creative there, yeah. Get creative. Listen to Alex. Um, so yeah, congratulations to us for having another nice day yesterday. Congratulations to producer Dan for making a little money in High Ally. And Love we'll it. catch you here. High Ally expert. We'll catch you tomorrow for some Thursday Night Football Talk.